Friday's edition of Darren, Donick, and Chase, take two, action. We're live. We're back. Darren McFarland, Willie Donick, Chase McCabe. A little bit of a rough start. We had, what, two false starts yep. and a hold right out of the gate. So we are and looking a delay at, of game. We're looking at first and third, or first and what would that be? Let's see, two false starts That's 10 yards. and a hold. That's 20. Yeah, so first and 30. Yeah, there you go. Right? That's we just got to get 10, 12 yards back on first down. You don't get it all back. In, no, right. You just you don't we'll have to get, get it all back on one. We'll get Coach Dilfer out here. He'll, you know, run yeah. the, the hurry-up offense, and we'll be good to go. We are at Lipscomb Academy, and as I mentioned, they will be hosting BGA, Battleground Academy, tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're excited to be here. As you just heard, Trent Dilfer will indeed sit down with us uh, at 11.30 at our table here, and we'll talk shop, talk a little bit about Lipscomb Academy, talk a little football. We'll get into all that good stuff with Trent Delfer in just a bit. We will check in with Hal Gill. Tough night for the Predators as they were up 4-1 in the third period, and then all the craziness began as uh, Calgary would put up four goals. Looked like Austin Watson was going to give them the game winner with just over a minute to go, and then uh, that uh, Matthew Kachuk guy, who was pretty good at the very end of the game. Such a nasty (laughs) Well, that depends on which one. So he ties it up. The overtime winner. Yeah, right? and then the overtime was like, whoa. Like, what do you say? What do you say to that? Tip your hat. Yeah, that was that's just disgusting. But as Hal mentioned last night, we're going to bring Hal in here in just a moment. Um, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been a much, much bigger deal, right? Because nobody was doing that. When you look around the league, look, it's still awesome to see. Like, you, you still marvel at shots like that. But it's pretty frequent. In today's game, I mean, we've already seen a bunch of them already, and everybody's in games 11, 12, and 13, and we've already seen a bunch of those shots go for goals already. In fact, Calgary just had the lacrosse goal on them. Right. Right, by Carolina on Tuesday night. But that still, to me, is the goal of the year so far in this season. Despite all that, yeah, I know guys go through their legs all the time. They usually don't score. There have been a couple guys that have scored, but not – at the buzzer in overtime. That on the fly. That pushes full speed, it up. Yeah, that pushes where it up he didn't, a notch. he didn't he didn't like take it through his legs. The puck was sitting there. He's skating to the side. He reaches back through his legs and flips it up high to beat the buzzer. Yeah. Lights out. I mean, sorry. I got to say that's just a salute. Great job. He's a, he's a guy that's an easy guy that you love to hate when he's on the other team. He's a great player. And that was just his night. It's a, it was an unbelievable game. It really was. It's a bummer. But Unlike uh, Tuesday night, Calgary had fight. They had pushback. Yeah, Chicago hey, Chicago did not. Hey, they're good. Cal- Calgary, they, they've struggled so far, but they got a lot of – too many good players for that not to happen at some point. You hate that it happened on this night. And it was a classic case of they, they were – ready to break out, and the Predators didn't do a very good job of of uh, playing with the lead in the third period after two incredible lights-out periods to, to start it. Every now and then it happens. You just can't have this happen as a, as a trend. Yeah, that, that was going to be my question is how do you – how do you bounce back? Because for Calgary, I mean, you use it as a positive. Okay, you battled back. You ended up winning the game. For the Preds, you don't, you don't want to get caught up in this. You essentially have to move on, but how do you learn from it? That's well, the big question. What do you need to learn? Who's the best third-period team in the league? 
Predators. Mm-hmm. All right, Predators. going into last night. Not so even a, close. So I, I'm willing to write it off right now as a, an anomaly. Now, if that happens two or three other times in the next couple weeks, then you got a problem. But I, I hope it's just a, you, you learn your lesson and you, you bounce back and hopefully play a good hockey game tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, tomorrow afternoon, remember that. Yeah. First installment of two Hockey Fights Cancer in Bridgestone Arena. It is a 1 o'clock puck drop. We have pregame at noon. So a little matinee hockey, Predators and New York Rangers. And if you're going to boo Jimmy Vesey, he doesn't play for the Rangers anymore. <laughs> if you miss that in the offseason. Yeah. He's he in stayed what, in the, Buffalo? He, stayed, he yeah. stayed in the state. He's just up in Buffalo. Well, should be a fun atmosphere. And, again, this is, you know, at least you have a – a relatively quick turnaround and can jump back into it, try and get two points. And I guess the the solace is they got a point because again you want to accumulate as many points as you can early on in the season. So I'll tell you when they when they tied it four four, I was very concerned that that it would get to overtime. I was then you know relieved that the Predators went back ahead on a, on a, another great play by Austin Watson. What a night he had. Only to see uh, Kachuk tie it. It was just it was just one of those nights. But I, I agree with you. The worst case scenario is you don't get a point. That you come out with a point. The same thing happened. There's one other game in the league last night, and Vegas had the same thing happen to them. They're up four two, with seven minutes to go. They lost it. Yeah, both home teams overtime. lost in overtime yeah. last night. So so comebacks happen. This is this is the NHL now. They're, they they have done everything they can, within reason, to make it so that the offense can can come back. I don't know. Goals are getting scored at, at a huge rate. You got dangerous teams, and if you if you leave the crack open, these teams are good enough to jump through. I don't know if you saw it, Willie, uh, because you were doing TV stuff. But over on the radio side, um, but I know you guys are up there close. But uh, Al Gill, who hopefully we'll talk to here in just a minute, and hopefully he's okay. He took a, a puck to the head. In he fact, did. it stuck. <laughs> Very good. It stuck in his head. So he had a, a puck in his forehead, and uh, I think he's all right. He did post game with me. I felt like he did fine. I, uh, I put him through. I, I threw, put him through protocol. I, I felt like he was okay to go, and so I think he'll be okay to go. But he did take um, a nasty puck to the head. I'm and guessing it stuck uh, right in his head. I'm guessing he's got a uh, and he's got a scheduled. he's got a dead tooth too, black yeah. tooth. <laughs> I'm guessing he's gonna be visiting the. I don't know if he's going to get it pulled. Does he get it pulled or does or the tooth or does he just leave it in and just say, "Hey, I'm a hockey player." Well, I was thinking about the puck too. Does he have to have that surgically? I think it just removed? works. It's like a splinter. It's it just work works its way out. out. Yeah, it'll just fall out. <laughs> it works its way out. So okay. when you know when skills, he's just doing whatever he's doing. It'll just eventually. He seems normal though. I mean, it seemed like it didn't affect his brain or anything. I guess it didn't so get into good. the into the portion of the brain that yeah. allows you to talk hockey. Yeah, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was speaking fine last night. So I, I we sounded, went sounded good. We went with it. Honestly, I did like his uh, perspective in the post game. I liked when he jumped on the. <laughs> he was trying to explain. Well, let's just bring him up. Let's I want to. I want to reenact what, listening to the exchange last night. When I think the question came up in the ask how. Yeah. Did the Flames go, come back and win yeah, the game, was, or did was, the Predators lose the game? And it's a good philosophical question. It depends on. I, I thought your we point good of view. That was a very good question. Yeah, that was, was good. But but how like went you know talk was talking to somebody I guess in the audience and he said, 
this woman's upset. She oh. doesn't want to hear about yeah, how, how it's good hockey. I want you know. You know, Ka- Kathleen was yeah. not. She didn't want any part of it. She's I only like, want the Predators to like, win. I don't, I don't care what happens. I don't come to these games to feel good about their comeback. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not <laughs> okay. about them. Yeah. That was, Al, that how's your head? My head is better, guys. Thanks. <laughs> is the is the puck still lodged in the head, or did it fall out? I cannot believe it. That actually came off without taking at least one layer of skin. Wow. I thought <laughs> the scalp. And that's about it. But that's but impressive. I'm okay. Okay. Um, yeah. That was yeah. that was a that was a good question last night. You know, how do you view what happened? But you know, as you said in post game, and you know, people do forget that the other team is trying to win too, and they're paid to win hockey games as well, and they were the best team in the West last year, so we knew the Flames were a pretty good team. Yeah. You know, the last half of that game is the Preds got kind of set up where it's going to be an easy one. No, this is, you know, we beat Chicago, now we're going to beat Calgary. It's going to be easy, and uh, not so fast. It was it was a pretty good turnaround, but, um, you know, they're going to look at that as like, oh, we that's a, a – Turn, turning point in our season, uh, we came back. We found a way to got it, get it done against a great team. The Preds are going to look at it as uh, we lost and we, we played on our heels. We heard that a lot from Austin Watson playing on our heels, and you can't win that way. Um, in the end, no matter which side you're on, it matters what you do when you're coming out of it. Uh, you know, like if you're going to go into the next game and say. Hey, we can't play on our heels. We got to play well, or you turn it into a positive and and you and you go and attack and and try to get the win and finish it off. Uh, the other team is going to look at it the same way. Say, hey, we, we're going to build off this big win. So uh, it is what it is. I, that's my favorite quote because in the NHL, uh, it's always going to change. And it, it, Hal, I haven't seen who our post-game uh, guest is tomorrow. I haven't been told. If you have, could you uh, let us know right now so we can announce who's getting a contract extension tomorrow? <laughs> it seems to be a theme, huh? <laughs> Good for Waddy, though. You know what? He's yeah. gone through a lot, and, and he touched on it. He, he didn't really want to get into it. I think his mind was was still beat up about the loss, and he was devastated, but... I mean, what a great game he had. He gets a contract extension. He's gone through a lot, and I, I think he's pretty happy that this team has stood by him and and really uh, went to bat for him and believe in him. And uh, man, he he, you know, going out and doing the job he does is is not an easy one. Blocking shots, fighting guys, uh, and then adding some scoring touch too. So so good for him. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, in all seriousness, we have had we had Roman Yossi Tuesday night, Austin Watson last night, and you're right uh, when I said, "What does it mean to you personally, this contract extension and your family for what?" Because uh, he touched on it, what you went through last year, and you could tell it meant a lot. I mean, you just his body language there with us. How I know it's radio, but to translate it for everybody out there who was just listening, you could tell um, it. He, he dug, you know, he was digging deep for that. You could tell that it was just more than just a contract extension. Yeah, I, I lost you for a second, but, uh, yeah, that's it, more than, than just a contract. It's about believing in something and, and Fred's believing in him and him really wanting to be part of this group. So uh, it's uh, awesome all around. So how, I'm just looking at the, 
John Buchigras has tweeted this out uh, after the game last night. I just saw it for the first time. And the question is, greatest goal in NHL history. <laughs> but I don't know if this is true or not, but have you ever seen a guy score a goal? I know we've seen guys score goals through the legs, but through the legs, upper corner to beat Pecorine at the buzzer in OT. I mean, that's, that's, a, pretty, that's a pretty good case for goal of the season at least. Well, that's what Kathleen was so upset about. As I said, hey, I know this is a devastating loss for the Preds, but do you guys realize what you just saw? I, I mean, that's—it <laughs> uh, really was. I, you know, I, it's early in the season. You know, you, you put that into a playoff perspective, and if that's goals, if goals get like that get scored in the playoffs, so I, you know, people are going to lose their minds. That's—I mean—that was such a beautiful goal, and to be able to shoot it that hard. You know, the the problem going between your legs is you really can't wind up on a shot. If you wind up, you're blowing out your groins. So uh, for him to get that much steam on it, uh, would just pretty awesome. I, 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 was, I was blown away. I was like, you know, and he tried it earlier in the game, and every guy is trying it more and more often, and we're seeing that happen. But that, like you said, to, to pick a corner and to actually put – that much juice on it was pretty impressive. Uh, it was incredible. So, how you <coughs> you talked about uh, you know just the whole thing. This this is hap- This happens in the league. It happened in the only other game last night that was played. Vegas in their home building lost a two goal lead late, lost in overtime. Comebacks do happen. The league is trying to make the conditions on the team that is holding a lead tough, so the offense can come back. But tactically, well, one of the things I heard Chris Mason say, and I wonder what you saw as, as Calgary was attacking in the, in the third period. You know, guys like Johnny Goudreau, they're so tough to contain when they build speed coming through the neutral zone. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do to defend differently once they start feeling it like they did? Yeah, you know what the thing for me was uh, the Preds couldn't break out. They, they made – I think there's a little bit of adjustment. A lot of times, you know, the forecheck for Calgary, they wanted to get on the first guy and get on the defenseman. Well, they kind of conceded the first pass and then took away the second pass. And we saw the Preds turning the puck over a lot on that second pass, up by up by the blue line uh, in that area. Not necessarily turning it over down low, but up high. And then once you have those guys countering, those turnovers happen – and they're countering. If you have Johnny Gaudreau coming at you, well, you don't have your gap, and you're playing on the offensive and then have to switch to the defensive that quick, it makes it that much harder to get him. And, and the quick exchanges, the, the speed, uh, the attack. How many times did you see Matthew Kachuk come in to the middle and just kind of wait for defense to attack him, and then he'd spit it to the outside? And I, I think that, that was a little adjustment. Uh, that that Calgary made that the Preds really couldn't compete against, and that's what kind of got them. And uh, you know, it looks like you're on your heels, but how else are you going to play when you when you turn the puck over to a guy like the Droves coming back at you, and he's got dangles for days and and shifty as heck, and it's I I, I just think that's that's a hard way to play. And you know, I hate to see guys punted out of the zone, but if you can get it into their into the other end of the ice without icing it, and then at least you can set up your forecheck. But they had no chance with those guys coming back at them. Isn't it crazy how, how certain trends happen, too, 
against certain teams. The the Flames now have five overtime wins over the Predators in Nashville in the last nine meetings in this building. It just I, I, there's some things you just cannot figure out. What is it? Eight of nine. They've won in Nashville. They've won eight out of nine, and five of them have been in overtime. Just wow. crazy. And, and Nashville's had a lot of success in Calgary. Yeah, and that's why I was just going to say it, it flips around, and whatever reason, uh, but they're always good games. I feel like they're always tight, and I was kind of oh, yeah. surprised to see that game get out of hand early on. And you know, I'm just sitting there going, "Oh no, this is this is no. There's no way it's going to stay like this the whole game. There's going to be some pushback, and how is it going to go down?" But uh, you know, for a pretty dull game, it became a crazy, awesome, fun third period. Uh, you go out the, the wrong way on it, but. Those games are always fun. I, I, I think that's, you know, the reason why you play is to compete and be in those games. So, you know, the Preds can look at it that way, like, hey, it didn't work out their way. They got a point, but they they had that compete level, and that's what they're going to need going down the stretch. So uh, maybe it's good had, to get it started now. Yeah. I, it, one other How Gill appreciation moment I had last night was in the three-on-three. <laughs> this is what's funny. Is, is how close the game is. The, the play for Kachuk might have never happened had it not been for a great defensive play by Mark Giordano, who did the ha- the Howgill long body block yes. of the two-on-one pass. Ryan Ellis has the goalies way out, and all he's got to do is flip it over the body of Giordano. Colton Sissons is waiting on the other side. It's a layup goal to end it. It would have been brought the house down, but Giordano made a great play. Yeah, no, that's it. And that's usually the way it goes, you know. You you start to it's a puck possession game and the three on three, and then there's a quick change and someone gets beat, and then all get out. It's back and forth, and and then it gets exciting. Uh, it took a long time for it to happen, and and but you know eventually with time ticking down, guys are like, all right, let's let's go for it. And uh, man, that was so close. So isn't isn't that funny about that game? That game. As devastated as the Preds were, if Ryan Ellis makes that play and Giordano doesn't make that play, then, you know, it's a goal and we're talking about what a great game that was instead of a devastating loss. So it's a fine line. Hal Gill is with us and, you know, they're going to practice today. How do you, do you talk about last night if you're Peter Laviolette or is it essentially today it's a new day and you're just kind of moving on and focused on the Rangers? Um, you know what? I, it, it depends on the mood in the room. Um, I, I think this is a pretty loose group and they can, they, we always talk about how honest they are. Uh, I think you have to talk about it, but it, it's the, the way you talk about it. Is it, uh, does Laviolette feel like they need to get beat up a, a little bit about it? Like, Hey, come on, that can't happen. Let's work it out. Let's, let's go hard today and, and kind of beat it out of ourselves or, are they going to just kind of say, all right, you know, we got to play full three periods. Let's get back to work and and learn from it. Um, I, I would assume they'd go and learn from it. I was, I didn't like to be lied to as a player. Don't don't tell me it, it's okay. You know, it's a results business, and you got to go out and get it done. So let's figure out what happened, and and then learn from it and move on. But um, you know, sometimes you need to. To, to take a beating from the coach. I'm not, I'm not sure if Lavi's at that point yet. I think it's still early in the season for that. Well, what I'm curious about, because we've heard Peter Laviolette say earlier in the season that he's tried to turn a lot of things over to the players and let the players kind of police the room and, and take care of some of that stuff. So I, I do wonder if this is one of those situations <laughs> where 
maybe you kind of see some of that, or like you were saying, does he need to step in and you know have a have a talk? I, yeah, this, I think the the old coaches, uh, Mike Keenan's of the world, uh, you know, where the, they want to be the bully and go in it. I think those are those days are gone. I think you put the power into the players and and let it put it on their shoulders and let them handle it. And but uh, in the end, it, it all comes back to the guy who controls the ice time, and that's that's the coach. So. Uh, you know, if you want to make a point heard, you, you're the, he's, Lavi's the guy with the big gun. So, um, you know, if he wants to say something, he's got to step up and do it. But I, I do, I do think he wants the players to control it as much as possible. Another question I heard on Ask Hal that I thought was, uh, was pretty good was how difficult it is when you've been out with injury to jump back in. And I, I heard you talk about Philip Forsberg a little bit, uh, and just how, how hard it is to be out and now to to have to play a game and try and go back to where you were. Yeah, it it depends on the injury, but yeah, it's it, it's a, a certainly an adjustment period. But you know, if you have a, a lower body injury, I, you know, do you want to go hard into the corner and absolutely, you know, if it, if you have a bad groin, that first time you get hit uh, and have to and put weight on that groin and and shift and and get away from a check. That's that's uh that can be scary, and so if you haven't done it, you know you say you've done it in practice. Oh, I went through practice, and that's great. But once you're in the corner battling, then you have to test it. So you want to get it out of the way as soon as possible, but you you also don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a little mental game. Um, but if you go through you know one or two periods without getting any hit, you know, if you have a shoulder problem, you want to take a you want to take a hit so you can feel good about yourself. Uh, but at the same time, you're afraid of it. So uh, it's a balancing act. But, it, you know, I, I thought Bill did a good job getting in there. He's got to get that chemistry back. I don't think it was quite as uh, glorious as we saw earlier with Duchesne, but um, I, I have no fear that that will come back soon. Hal, go get your uh, free Big Mac and your free Frosty and enjoy Yeah, lunch. we do have that. We do have that, don't we? Yeah. What a great day to be alive, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that I can't say it anybody. And I would say there's many areas in town where those two restaurants are pretty close together. Oh, there's no right? question. No, if you question. find one, you'll perfect. find the other. Yep, it's perfect. Al, Do all be appreciate less special sauce. It's all good. Lettuce cheese. Yeah, you've you've sung it before. The pickles hey, and uh, the onions. Uh, that's the sesame seed bun. That's pretty good too. Uh, I have a feeling after we've just done, I was going to say, after just doing this, we'll probably have somebody on a food run here in just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Skillsy, always appreciate it. All right. We will not forget that. Have a good Friday. We'll see you next early tomorrow. Yes, sir. Matinee hockey, noon pregame, 1 o'clock puck drop. And don't forget tomorrow, we get an extra hour. Yippee! Uh, that, oh, that'll yeah. come in handy tomorrow for that 1 o'clock start. Yes, sure. it will. It, oh, it is the best, knowing well, you've got your Saturday night and you get an hour. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Hello. That's nice. Uh, you know what? I, I just I do want to commend you guys because I thought it was a good post-game show for a game that, you know, everybody's just, you know, they're wanting to pull their hair out and go nuts. And there was plenty of people venting on yeah. Twitter. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, do, do you realize they've won the last four games? Like they and they hadn't given up anything. 
Yeah. You know, you're not going to, you can't dominate everybody every night. It was Everyone very, wants perfection. It was though. everybody's disappointed. I get it. But you guys had good perspective on it. You didn't give them a pass, right? No. You, they, they screwed it up. They know it. Yep. It, it happens. But like Brent Peterson had a great line that Hal relayed too. Yeah. He said, you know what? <laughs> This is a pretty good league. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good league. And Brent would know that as he was going through the Wendy's drive-thru. Yes. <laughs> Conveying that message. Hey, yeah, did that's you? what made me think of it, the Frosties. You guys were just bringing up the Frosties. Like, well, you know, Brent likes Frosties. No, it, look, how said it right there? I mean, you know, taking away, you know, as, as Peter Lavia, the result, right, the end result, and the result was Calgary got the two points and not the Predators. They did get a point. Still was a fun Thursday night Halloween hockey sure. game. Oh man, it was. I a, mean, it was a, yeah. a great atmosphere. Fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was, and you know, the result is not what anybody wanted, but that happens. And uh, again, it was game thirteen by my account. Yeah. So I mean, look, you learn from it, you move on, and get ready for New York. Hey, did you know an estimated one point two million people right here in the U.S. are living with or in remission from a blood cancer? Well, you can join us, ESPN The Game Nashville, for Light the Night Walk tonight at Nissan Stadium. You can be the difference in saving a life a life by being a part of the 2019 Light the Night Walk. For more details, to be a part of the event, or to contribute, visit lightthenight.org slash events slash Nashville. Hope a lot of you get out there tonight and be a part of that. We will come back. More of Darren, Donick, and Chase live here at Lipscomb Academy on this Friday morning. ESPN 1025, the game.